to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Thank you. I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a while since you guys have heard of us. You know, it's been a crazy month, but as of now, the 21-22 season is officially over. It's been a crazy year. There's so much to look back on. We recently had our athletic banquet, and what better time to bring back our senior send-off series. So if you guys remember last year, this is a series where we kind of dedicate, you know, each episode to graduating students from different teams. This year, we've decided to really combine teams and kind of bring everyone together one last time to really talk about the experience at Nibisync and kind of what's next for them. So last year, we started off with the volleyball team and we obviously had the epic moment, you know, of the senior send-off series, you know, with Avery, Shannon, and Maddie, you know, with the tears of the video. So what better way to kind of start off again with the volleyball team? So today we got both the men's and women's volleyball team. We have seven people here. So please bear with me when I name all of them. From the men's volleyball team, we have Liam Ludlow, Eric Ellison, Patrick Hibbert, uh, Randy Beauchamp, and Mason Blay. And from the women's volleyball team, we have Sarah Pathuba and Shayla Kessler. How's everyone doing today? Awesome. Good to be here. Good to be back. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. Like I said, the season is officially done. So definitely wanted to catch up with you guys one last time when you guys are still a Laker. So let's get right into it. So the 2021-22 season is officially done. So much happened this year. So many ups and downs. Liam, I'm going to start with you. If you could describe the 21-22 season in one word, what would it be and why? One word. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, surprising. Um, I'd probably say why, just, just because... Uh, we had a really hot start to the season. I mean, what was it? Six and zero. Six and zero. Six and zero. Eighteen and zero on sets. Was set. We were we were fired on all cylinders and uh, <laughs> just came down to playoffs. And you know what? We just we kind of choked it, but uh, sort of disappointing. But you know what? We had a good time. <laughs> that's a, and that's so crazy too. Like you guys were. Like you guys, like we're dominant. Say like six and zero. I think you guys also didn't lose a set, if I'm not mistaken. Weren't you guys like eighteen and zero in all your sets? You guys were sweeping people too. Yeah, that's right. Man, like it's great, Patrick. It's it's good to see you, buddy. I mean, last year when we did the senior send off series, we thought this would be the last time we kind of saw you, but you ended up coming back. You know what kind of led you to your decision to deciding to come back and play one more year? Like we said, we thought this was the last time we're seeing you, but here you are a year later. Yeah, like, if I'm not lying either, like, I thought it was going to be my last year, too. And um, after, like, talking, oh, I spent the whole summer with the guys, too, and I was working with, like, Liam and Eric and Mason, and I've always kind of been hanging out with them, too, like, playing beach volley, and then uh, Coach Young showed up to a few of the games that we played, and we kind of having fun, and then he kind of jokingly asked, like, so, like, you interested in coming back? I was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I'll be back, like, whatever. And then a few things happened. Like, we had a guy that, like, uh, Jer Jeremy Murray, who was supposed to be on the team, but unfortunately with his placements, yeah. um, he was in, He ended up having to go to Ottawa for doing all his teacher's college placement. So that we were down a guy, and then a few guys from last year ended up not coming back, like, the, the uh, first-year players that were supposed to come because of COVID, like all the school being online and everything. And then I got a text about like, I don't know, two months before the season started, like from Coach Young, like, hey, like, 
are you were you serious about coming back or like well not really i wasn't (laughs) and then talking with the guys and i was like well you know what like the last two seasons that i tried to play and finish strong got cut off with covid like march 2020 kind of shut down everything that's the last time i played a game and i never really put in my head was like oh like this is my last game kind of thing so i always had like well maybe i should go back maybe i shouldn't we'll see what happened and after like like i said talking with the guys everybody was like oh yeah you should come back you should come back and i remember just sitting down one night like what what am i going to regret am i going to regret not playing or am i going to regret playing my last year and thinking about it like the odds of me regretting not playing would probably be higher than the odds of me regretting playing so i was like you know what let's just go for it one last ride and here i am doing the second second edition of senior send off <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i got a question kind of directed to um all of you guys um so i've in all of my years at Nipissing, I noticed both women's and men's volleyball has just been so tight and clicked. Um, so your chemistry's clearly been there. But in terms of chemistry, like your team chemistry this year, what's changed and how did that like correlate to your successful season this year? Um, yeah, I'll take on that question to start. I think uh, for the men's volleyball team in particular, and I think this could kind of relate to the women's volleyball team as well, we had a lot of older players on the team Uh, we had a lot of leadership which translated from off the court to on the court so I think in terms of relative team success it was uh, a lot of it had to do with leadership just because we were so experienced Uh, we had a lot of sixth year players due to COVID this year so that kind of helped us uh, to our advantage so I think leadership was a big part for both teams if I'm not uh, not wrong there. Uh, I was going to say like for our team I think that this is just like a year where we all just kind of meshed really well together in terms of personalities and friendships. Um, Like going back to Mason's point, like we have like fourth and fifth years, but like we also have two years of first and second years coming in. And those second years, you know, didn't, weren't around last year to see kind of what our team culture was like and that competitive atmosphere. So as much as we did have like a up, like a higher leadership group of in terms of like upper years we also had you know two sets of rookies kind of coming in so that was that was had its uh, pros and cons but we were able to kind of get everyone on board and I think that's also why we had a good cohesion with everyone on our team um so but I think this year in terms of friendships that we just we all there was no none of that clickiness that we've kind of experienced in the past and we were all friends and then teammates so but that that bond was there right from the get-go so which is for a women's team. We can kind of add so with all the, um, the seniority you guys have on both these teams and the leadership you guys are talking about, how has that kind of the leadership changed over the years? Because, you know, being a leader isn't just, you know, not everyone's born with it and you got to kind of learn skills and how to be a people person with different teammates. So how has that changed for all of you guys this year specifically? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess like we all learned from the like, older guys when we were young, I guess, like it, we're, it wasn't like we were really, I didn't feel like it was, we were put in a leadership role just because we had such a good like foundation to look at when we were so young. So when guys would need like help with schoolwork or like, I don't know, workouts, like 
just stuff like that that would relate to like team culture and we always had such a good like basically yeah foundation from the older guys that were that left before us so it's just kind of like we're following the i guess our like core on our success 10 is what we call it from our our like uh, our team culture and that stuff and then so we do like basically as best as we can to show the young guys like how to succeed and how to basically become a leader in that sense of just you know doing what the older guys have done in the past and like showing them the ropes on how to become a better athlete and a better Laker and all that stuff. So, yeah. For sure. I would definitely want to circle back to the women's volleyball team for a sec. So Sarah, you've obviously been here for four years and you've obviously seen the evolution of the women's volleyball program get better and better every year to the point where this year you guys took a huge step forward into making the playoffs. Obviously, what is what was it like to kind of be able to kind of see you know, the transformation of a program into your last year to really become a contender in the OEA. Like, how was it to actually be a part of a winning team, a team that actually made it to the playoffs for the first time and got a playoff win? Um, I'm going to, like, throw it back to the leadership comment, I guess, because I would say, like, in my first year coming in, like, if I was honest with you, like, team culture was – it was not it. It was kind of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's just a lot of drama and things like that. And not that I thought it was drama, but just girls didn't like each other, this, this, and that. Um, and like what Shayla was saying, it was more um, friendships this year, I would say, between all of us. Like it didn't really matter the the age or the year. And I feel like that really had um, a part to do in our success. Um. Yeah, like I think just kind of going off of what Eric said, like you guys have always, you know, been a strong program. We've had that um those guys that you learned from when you were coming in and you know that your team is has a record of being successful so you know how to get to that success and where you need to go in terms of like your leadership program on and off the court um but for us i mean like we lost a lot of games in the past so like we haven't had that like clear cut be like okay so we need to do a b and c in order to win you know because we were like hey every year like we want to make playoffs what do we need to do to get there and i like this year we really focus on what we need to do in terms of like mental aspects, uh, gameplay, like that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it finally just kind of was put together because we had enough of our team on board with really being dedicated to being a playoff team. Um, and, you know, in the past, like we've had a few girls who have really kind of stuck to wanting to be a playoff team, but I mean, we've always kind of come short, um, but we just had enough, girls on board with, Hey, we can do this. We have the skill. We have everything. Sarah, nice for the hands there. Um, and it, you know, it just, it came to be, so it was good. We had a, it was a really good turnaround and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the girls can kind of do after this because like we made, we made history. So it's going to be a okay, Kate. We're done now on to you guys. See where you guys are at now. So. And shout out to Kurt. I think they turned around our program, to be honest. So shout out to Kurt. <laughs> I definitely want to circle back to the very beginning of all you guys. So obviously, you know, when we're coming to, you know, university as a first year, you know, we have so many different expectations or thoughts. Of, okay, this is how I think my experiences are going to go. Randy, I'm going to ask you this question. From what you thought your experience was going to be as a student athlete to what it ended up being, how was it similar or maybe how was it different? 
Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I was going to go live out the dream of being a hockey player. Uh, so I wasn't really prepared for school right off the bat. Uh, didn't like school very much. Um, I like competing. I like the sports and all that, but eventually I just started getting used to it. I, and then I started really enjoying being a student athlete, um, started enjoying school more and just, of course, just started seeing myself as I could actually perform at a high level in the OUA and perform as a volleyball player. So I was, uh, it, it just grew on me, uh, slowly, but surely, but uh, I'm happy. I, I went through with it and, I uh, didn't live up the dream of my beauty hockey life. So, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear, like, all your guys' thoughts on that. Did you guys, like, coming into school as a student-athlete, did you guys, like, reach the expectation that you guys were thinking prior to becoming a student-athlete at the post-secondary level? Yeah. Um, and, um, I would say I, I thought I knew what to expect coming in <laughs> in order to be a student-athlete. Um, after six years of – uh, going through it, I would say pretty much nothing will prepare you to be both a student and an athlete. It's, yep. it's a tall task with uh, a full course load and 20 to 30 hours of your respected sport every week. Uh, it's a lot and it definitely makes you grow as a person and as an athlete. And like I said before, like there's nothing that can prepare you. You just kind of have to got to go in and just live it. You You won't know until you do it. So yeah i can kind of go in off that just because coming in first year no idea what to expect and, and um obviously the whole time management thing i kind of got a huge wake-up call and uh, <laughs> so, uh you yeah so after that first year was a good uh sprinkle of what was to come and uh just kind of went from there yeah, I can touch on that as well. Like, I was a transfer student in my first year. Like, I came from Memorial University out in Newfoundland where we were, like, a weaker program. And it was kind of, like, it wasn't so team-oriented. Like, you just – you practice and you play. And that was pretty much it. Like, you're kind of on your own for everything else. So, I came in with kind of, like, denipusing with that same kind of expectation of just, like, oh, you're – I don't know, just like I was a lazy little first year kid. And then like when I came here, it sucked, dude. Like we, it was literally, we like, it was like, oh my God, we have like team workouts. We have study hall, we have this, that, we have to go to workshops. Like, and it was like, I'm devoting like hours and hours of my day. To, and it was just something I was so not used to. And it literally like, it was so hard to like actually overcome that, like that time management thing, like Liam said, but it was like it was so different like i don't know, comparing it to my old school like it's just like the the i guess the how it's set up here at nipissing it like really shows that like you're developing not just like athletes in general but students as well and like it like you would do like so much community work too and there's something like just i wasn't so used to in the past but no it's like definitely a huge I guess eye-opener, as Liam said, of just, like, nothing at all of what I expected it would be. But it's, like, definitely been the best years of my life, best six years, long six years of my life. But, yeah, no, like, it was fun, I guess. I'm actually, I'm actually glad you touched on the student <clears> – <throat> sorry. I'm actually really glad you touched on the student part because I think it's so important. You know, we've talked about it a lot of time over the last couple of years in the podcast, like, 
being a student athlete is not easy. And taking taking away the athletics for a second, like being a student, it's hard in itself, right? And especially when you're adding a full course load, plus like you said, practice, weights, games, traveling, like there's just so much you have to maintain. And a lot of people have had different experiences first year, you know, for me personally, coming from high school, you know, coming from a specialized program, thinking you're going to university, thinking, oh, you know, you know, you went to the international baccalaureate program, you got 90s, you got, you know, Ontario Scholar, all that stuff. You're thinking you're going to come to university and it's going to be the same thing. And then you get a rude awakening first year and said, oh, no, it's not. And I think a lot of people, it's like some people, some, and this is the crazy thing too, like some people did better in university than they did in high school and some people are reversed. So it's kind of really trying to find that balance. Of, okay, what worked for me in high school might not work for you in university. You kind of have to kind of switch up your tendencies in the fly. Like the same, and this is one thing I learned too, like you can't study the way you studied in high school for university. There's so many times, for example, people would say, oh, I'm just gonna wing the test. And then you get a 90. You can't wing it in university. You cannot wing it. Those are people listening, you cannot wing it, especially when you're a student athlete, when you're tired, you have practice, you have weights. And people always say, you try to do all the, you know, your schoolwork on the bus, you try, but nine times out of 10, you, you don't do your schoolwork on the bus. <laughs> like everyone's shaking their head. Like we all know this, like we, we try, we giggle, we have fun. Like you try to do your schoolwork in the hotel, you really don't. But the main point I'm trying to say is always trying to find that balance of what works for you. Like what might work for someone else might not work for you. So just trying to find that balance of how you want to be as a student, how do you want to work? And also to find a spot that works for you. A lot of people have different spots on campus that works for them, whether it's their room, the library, the student center, athletics, and like people have different ways that that helps them study and stuff like that. But I definitely want to stay on the evolution for a second. You know, coming from being a first year until your last year, that's like four or five, and for some of you guys, six years <laughs> of evolution. Mason, how how would you say you evolved from first year Mason until sixth year Mason? Like, what's the biggest thing about you that has evolved over your time at Nipissing? Oh well, first of all, six years is a long time. I was. <laughs> I was talking to coach a couple months ago, kind of just before we wrapped going into playoffs and whatnot. And he looked at me, he's like, how old are you? I was like, oh, I'm 23, almost 24. He's like, you've spent a quarter of your life at Nipissing University. And that, that part in itself really hit me. I was like, wow, that's just unbelievable. But in terms of my evolution, I would say the biggest and most noticeable thing for me was my vocal leadership. I came in as a really quiet guy. My first two or three years and I've kind of developed more of a vocal leadership. I've always felt like I've led by example through hard work and whatnot, but I was never much of a vocal leader. And I would say that would be my biggest thing. Um, obviously, uh, Eric can probably attest to this, uh, getting in the weight room and adding a couple, couple pounds to our, to our body is another big one uh, for sure. But yeah, I would say being a vocal leader was kind of my biggest evolution since I've been here. What about you, Liam? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll let my knees and my back speak for this one, but uh, it's definitely been a long six years. Um, but I definitely say just my confidence in general has just evolved immensely from first year. I came into first year, again, like not knowing what to expect and just being kind of lost and felt like I was just floating around. But um the biggest thing I'd find like uh, is probably just developing a confidence with everything I do, whether that was like schoolwork or in the gym or volleyball, just like a general confidence. Like what you've been hearing so far? 
Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. The last couple of years, I've really taken upon myself to kind of get involved in the school community and kind of do some stuff. You know, I'm kind of sitting here with, I talked about before we got, I'm sitting here with five fellow, like Dave Marshall Leadership Award winners. Um, so Randy, I'm going to ask you this question. When you look at the kind of the impact that student athletes can have on the community, how much of an eye-opening experience was that for you? Because like I said, it's kind of cool that there's an award that kind of you know, gives people the credit or their flowers, as one of my old teammates would say, for people who've taken upon themselves to kind of get involved. So how how much of an eye-opening experience was it for you to see how much of an impact, you know, student athletes can have in a community like North Bay? Uh, it, it, it's cool. It's really awesome to see, especially in the youth. We do a lot of, like, uh, youth volleyball programs, and uh, it's, it's really great to see uh, how big of an impact we can draw uh, youth to play volleyball. Uh, or just be active because uh, especially now especially with with the pandemic and just in general I find that uh, youth are not physically active or want to be so they need like role models to look up to and I think as Laker athletes uh, we show that or provide that for them um, I know when in my first year I had no idea really how to play volleyball still but I was running a, a volleyball camp and kids thought I was like a rock star. They thought I was going to be an Olympian. And I, I, I was just, I was just given my, my two cents of what I, my limited knowledge of volleyball, but it, it's always awesome to see. And what we do at the gathering place and they're always so uh, appreciative of what we do for them. And uh, they're always just uh, so welcoming uh, for us as well. Mason, I'll send the same question to you. Um, yeah. Just to kind of touch base on what Randy said about, our impacts and influence on uh, youth athletes and just the youth in general. I remember this would have been my second year. We were at a elementary school. We were serving a Thanksgiving dinner to the school. And just because of the fact that we were tall, they all came with pieces of paper and their oh, get your autograph. They had no <laughs> idea, nothing. They just saw we were tall and they're like, we want your autograph. Um, so that was just kind of a cool thing. Just, just being present and being around them uh, is a good enough thing for them where they're like, wow, like I want to be like you. I want to be tall like you one day, <laughs> you know? So just having that effect where like, you're just not even really doing anything. You're just standing there. Is, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, and yeah, I think athletics in general, just having a group of 20 people in the same organization to kind of help each other out to get involved in the community because I would I know for a fact that if I was just a student it would be very hard for me to go to the gathering place and serve food on my own or do things on my own right so just having that social network of people that are all trying to do the same things really helps uh, get us all in the community so yeah and I can definitely second that I can first definitely second the fact about being tall Cause, cause trust me, all the basketball teams you know when you're like six five, I'm six six person. So when you're like six six and like above, everyone says, "Oh my gosh, you're so tall." So I can agree with there. But basically, to touch on what you said, I absolutely agree because even when I did the shoot for change game, like a lot of people afterwards or at the game were saying how much they loved the event, how much it was needed for the community, things of that nature. When you kind of put yourself out there, especially in a small community like North Bay, and you kind of see the effect that you can have. It's like eye opening. You're like, wow, like you know, you made a difference or wow, like it's kind of cool to get involved or wow, like it's really cool to see how much people 
could look up to you or actually can benefit from some of the stuff you're saying. So I really hope that, you know, through you guys and like myself and other people that hopefully come in the future that people can kind of get inspired to take that initiative. Because like I said, it's obviously not easy being a student athlete as it is, like you're already busy. So it's kind of cool for like you guys here today to kind of have the opportunity to really go beyond like your job description really as being a student athlete, kind of taking the initiative to get involved. Because like you said, you can see the beneficiaries when people get involved in like all the stuff that you can do. So definitely wanted to give you guys your flowers. Like, you know, all, like I said, I've been around these volleyball guys now for three years. I've seen how much work you guys do. And, you know, some of you guys with SAC, obviously some of the stuff you guys do. So definitely want to give all you guys your flowers right here. So I definitely want to circle back to this season. Um, I'm going to start with the men's volleyball team. So you guys got off to a crazy start, you know, six and zero. then the Omicron variant hit, then you guys finished strong. You guys ended up playing Queens in the first round. And obviously, unfortunately, you guys ended up losing the game. Eric, I want to ask you first, guy. You put out a pretty cool post about, you know, your time here. When that last ball hit the ground and in a way, like, it was over. Like, because I'm I'm my third year. I saw two more years. So I'm just kind of curious for this feeling. Like, does it hit you at that immediate moment that it's over? Or it takes you some time to just be like, wow, like, this is it. Yeah, like. The tough, like, I guess, moment when, you know, like that last ball hits the floor. Um, personally, when it, like, first happened, it was, like, I was just really – it was, like, so many different emotions came in my head. I was, like, there our playoff game, like, I, if you guys watched it, it was pretty, like, tough way to go because yeah. we were dominating for so much of the game and then just hit a peak, I guess, and just, like – was getting, I don't know, we ended up losing. It, it, it really sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it, I was just really frustrated at kind of how we played in the end, like, and then it all hit me, like, that was my last point playing in the OUA. And fortunately, like, it was against my brother, which was a pretty cool experience. Mm-hmm. Like, having to, if I was going to go out, it'd kind of be, hopefully it was against him, so we'd have, like, that memory together. But then, like, I turn around and I see like this is my last time like kind of being with all these guys as a Laker like on in the you know debriefing in the team room and all that stuff and given that last like cheer at the end of the at the end of our discussion and all that it was it was tough to soak in like looking around all the guys a lot of guys had I don't know their eyes were sweating a little bit yeah <laughs> but uh no, it, it was like it was really just like a lot of different emotions, like a lot of like thankfulness. Like this was just an amazing, amazing five, six years that I've been here. And like, just kind of like these like past few weeks now that we're done, like I've just been doing a lot of reflecting and seeing how much like I've grown personally and seeing like, like hang out with all the guys. We always just talk now about like, it feels so old. We always talk about the funny stuff we've done back in the day and, it's just like it it's just so many so many memories and so many emotions were flowing through my head like as that ball hit the ground yeah and first of all i can definitely sympathize with you guys too because our season also ended to queens in the same gym <laughs> so i definitely feel where you guys are coming from from there like it's same thing like especially since same way back and forth we had it we were close like i think at one point like you said eric like how it ended it would kind of suck the same thing for us we were got an and one we we're down one Missed the free throw to tie. They wanted to run, then season's over. So definitely can feel you there. Shell, definitely want to ask you for the women's side. You guys, like I said, made history. You guys won your first game against Trent. 
which is crazy too because the week before was your senior night and you guys and Sarah you guys know you guys lost to Trent so it was kind of cool that a week later you guys got your revenge and you smacked them out of the gym to go on to the next round so same question for you Sheila when the last ball dropped at U of T and season was over same thing did it hit you immediately or it took you a while to say like this is it no like I think well, like I'm kind of in the same boat as Pat, like I was supposed to be done. Like I graduated, I was, I wasn't expecting to kind of come back um, for another year. And I just kind of went into the entire season being like, okay, like this is the last one at every game that I'm going to play. It's going to be stress-free because this is really the last go around of an opportunity that I'm going to have to play. So within that last game, it was, we kind of knew that we were going to be going in a little bit tough. I mean, U of T is nationally ranked and we're just here in the, fa- in the playoffs for the first time. So we did what we could. Um, we progressed throughout. We've always had a growth mindset when we played bigger teams. And I mean, coming down to the fi- like last final points there, you're just trying to take in as much as you can, because I don't think I did that in my last um, I guess final game. So I just was really being aware of not caring what the score was, not caring over the results, but just kind of looking around at my teammates and my family that I've had for the past six years and not really being focused on the win or the loss, but more of the environment because at the end of the day, like it, you're not going to remember your wins and your losses. You're going to remember the team that you've had, the memories that you've made. And it was just kind of a different mindset flip I would say in terms of rather being scoreboard focused rather than like you're just environment focused instead and it's just a humbling experience to get to that point um but I mean for Sarah like you knew that you were going to be done and so how did that kind of switch for you I know it wasn't during that game because it didn't like resonate after honestly for me it was senior night because that was like the first time um my parents saw me play in like four years so that was really nice. They haven't seen me play since club, so that was a really good moment for me. And I was like, okay with that. That was that's kind of when it hit me. I'm like, okay, I'm done my time here. Um, it's funny because Sarah, I always tell you what I always tell you, Sarah. One more year, one more year. <laughs> I always troll it. Just me, Sarah. You come back next year, right? Twenty two, twenty three. I'm back to. I'll come back to watch games. I I don't think I'll be here though. <laughs> You gotta become a lawyer. I know. Big girl school. I know. I know. Free school stuff. I I was talking about this with some teammates the other day. Um, When you were talking about grades, I really wanted to say something. I was in nursing my first year and I failed everything, like every single class. Um, I was so terrible. Like I didn't go to my classes. Like I just didn't care about school. And now I'm kind of in a position where I'm gonna go to law school and stuff. So it's just it's just a crazy like turnaround yeah just emotionally mentally like character development everything so if I looked back and like saw the person I was like in first year like I wouldn't be able to recognize that person now so yeah I don't know no that's dope too I remember we talked about this almost too which I think is crazy right and that's the thing too that happened to me too not like (laughs) my classes but um kind of like you kind of you go into university thinking you want to do one thing like when I first came here I thought I wanted to be a sports psychologist. You know, I thought I wanted, I was in psychology my first two years. So then, you know, you, 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 you kind of, and this kind of goes back to evolution. You kind of figure out what you want to do. And I think that's the kind of the beauty thing about it too, because sometimes I've seen a lot of people where, you know, people will go through school four or five years, get a degree. They do their job. They realize they don't like it, that they go back to do something else. So I think it's kind of an advantage when you're able to kind of figure out halfway through your original experience, that, okay, I want to switch and do something different. And you're able to do it. So Sarah, same thing. Like for me, like, 
once I started, you know, doing new base and all this other stuff, I realized, you know, I like business and I made a switch. So I think what I'm trying to say is for anyone that's listening to this podcast, like if you feel like where you're going is not something that you want to do, there's no problem switching. And I think a lot of times people are kind of scared to say, oh, can I switch? But I think the beautiful thing about the university is that they do have a lot of support. So that there's people in, you know, resources and SAS that can help you, you know, the people that give academic audits and things like that. So like, don't change is uncomfortable, but sometimes it's necessary. So if you feel like you have to make a change, you know, for school-wise to do something that you're happy with, there's no shame in that. Um, I don't know if anyone else wants to add to that. Like, I see a lot of people nod their heads in agreement, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I can add to that. Like, I also did the whole switch in my first year. Like, I was a business student and really not doing too well. Like, I just it's not business wasn't for me, so I ended up switching to bio, and uh, it was honestly like that's where I kind of found my drive and motivation was to basically study like it just like bio was just so interesting to me and then that's where I found like my niche of like things I'm interested in and now like I've basically flirted like now that I've found what I'm interested in like it was a like you said it was a kind of uncomfortable change just because the course load was so much different from business but yeah uh now that I've like adapted to that it's like I'm so much more organized because I like it's just more classes with labs included now and uh basically become like so much more invested into school because i'm studying what i'm interested in so yeah yeah i definitely want to take like a kind of fun turn for um this segment um when you're a student athlete there's so many things you do you go through ups and downs um patrick i'm gonna ask you this what's been your favorite memory of being a student athlete at nipissing oh i remember answering that question last year too and for me, like the favorite memory was our trip to Amsterdam as a team. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we we ended up going play a international tournament in Appledorn, Amsterdam or Appledorn, Netherlands, um, and we went over kind of Christmas time and New Year's. Played four, five games or a couple of days in Appledorn, and then we. Uh, as a team, and we also went there with the Humber uh, volleyball team, Humber College. Um, the last four days of that trip was just us enjoying Amsterdam and being tourists, and that that experience alone, getting to travel with 16, 18, or however many guys on your team, pretty much all your really good, close friends, your family, your brothers, like being able to do a trip like that at a really low cost like there's no when's the next time you're going to be able to do that with all those guys like the, the memories we have there it's like i'll never forget about those and even like playing in that tournament and realizing like what's volleyball to them is very different to what like what's volleyball in canada and ontario have a really different mindset about it and like we played in the final match there and nobody knew who we were, but the bleachers were full and people were clapping and chanting and we didn't know anything they were saying because it was all in, <laughs> I don't even know what they were, Dutch or German, but that that was like the best experience I've, I've ever had as a student athlete as part of this program. Yeah. What about you, Randy? Um. Probably our trip to uh, Saskatchewan in my first year. I was still deciding if I was going to redshirt or not. And uh, 
I got the call the well not the call younger just told us that their list that we're going to going to Saskatchewan and I was on it so I was pretty happy about that because in my first year I had no idea if I still even wanted to play volleyball or what the OUA volleyball experience was like and we went over to Saskatchewan and we actually played Eric and in, uh, in a game and we played some really good volleyball players and, I, and then I got <laughs> I got the rude awakening that I had to actually play because Warren <laughs> got hurt and I was so terrified and uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I was diving across trying to pass balls instead of receiving a middle blocker. I'm not supposed to do that. I had no idea what I was doing. Warren was trying to coach me from the sideline. It was, it was a mess, but I always remember that it was really fun because we got to go see Mason's hometown, a uh, little mm-hmm. Edam, Saskatchewan town of 400. It's a street. Wow. Um, <laughs> played in their high school gym. It was great. It was, it was awesome. It, it was nice to see because I'm from a small town, so it was a homey feel for me. And it was just my first experience actually playing some high-level volleyball, and I'll always remember that. That's cool. And that's the one thing I missed, too, with COVID, right, because, you know, you didn't have the really opportunity to travel. I never went to Europe like you guys did, which I'm so jealous about because the year before I got to Nipissing, they went to Spain. So I'm super jealous of you guys. You guys got to do that. Um, but even my first year, like we got to go to Montreal for a, a weekend, which was pretty cool too. And that's one thing I kind of missed uh, of COVID, the traveling aspects. And I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of fun about being a student athlete. You get to travel to different places, you know, meet different people, see different cultures. Like you said, you guys got to go to Europe, which is obviously a life-changing experience probably. Um, so like I said, I'm jealous of you guys. I'm jealous. Hopefully I got two more years. Hopefully by the time I'm done, I get to go somewhere in Europe like you guys. I'm, I'm jealous. Um, Jason, do you have any other questions before I ask my probably last couple of questions? No, nothing really. Okay, cool. Um, I usually like to end, you know, these type of episodes, you know, kind of like with forward thinking, kind of looking back and reminiscing. Um, so obviously you guys here have been here for four or five, six years. You guys have done a lot. Um, so this is kind of a question for everybody. So I'll probably go down the line. Um, so I'll start with you, Liam. You know, yep. now that you're done and obviously you did your time here. When people say your name at Nibising, how do you want to be remembered? Wow, that's uh, that's a pretty deep question. Um, definitely, just want to be remembered as someone that uh, was a great teammate and someone who someone who worked hard and uh, was just all around a great teammate and just nothing negative to say, really. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Uh you know, I'd like to think uh, when someone would, you know, bring out my name, it uh, it'd show like how to how a person can change over, or like how a student athlete, I guess, could change over his years at Nipissing, just because you know I've done so much like like switching programs and coming in as like a hundred thirty pound little girl. <laughs> you know, get a haircut and. You know, do all this stuff, but no, I, I that's how I think it would go about is how you know a program or how Lakers men's volleyball could what it could do to a student that comes in, a student athlete that comes in. Yeah, Michelle. Um, I think someone who really put in like their everything to the team. Um, I mean my only other purpose for being in North Bay from the first like, get-go would be school and then volleyball or volleyball, then school. So 
um, just kind of showing that you can be comfortable in environments that you're not comfortable in right from the get-go um, and that it's going to be it's going to have a rewarding experience from there and obviously being um, remembered as someone who you know, contributed six years to get to a playoff team and to making history. Um, so that's it for me. Sarah? Um, I would say um, someone that was easy to talk to, I would say, yeah. For the younger girls, like I developed a really good connection with like all the girls this year, I would say, like especially the younger ones. And I was able to like use my experience because it was not good and it wasn't like it wasn't the traditional experience right so I was able to like say you don't have to do this you don't have to do this you can avoid this this, this. so like I don't know like I learned how to be a leader and I hope that's how people remember me Patrick I think for me it would be um to be remembered as like a living example as like no matter what your background is you can go somewhere and have an impact whether it's on the community um it's on your program it's through school um i like i said i came from no volleyball background pretty much a french-speaking guy who could barely say a full sentence in english my first year uh to yeah (laughs) the person i'm here and like like you said, like I had the Dave Marshall Leadership Award in the community and being able, like no matter, no matter where your, what your background is, where you came from, if you have the right mindset, you can come here and have an impact and people can remember you that way. Yeah. Randy? Um, I'd probably just say a team guy and a good friend. I've always prided myself on being people's biggest fans when I was playing sports and just in, out of sport just being your biggest fan as a friend. I'm, I'm always, I always like chirping with the guys. I'm going to always miss the road trips and stuff. And I always just try to keep it light in the room and off the court, just always joking around. And I just hope guys remember me as, as that. And people remember, remember me as that as well. And Misa got the last word. Awesome. Uh, when people say my name or even like other people's names uh, in the call, like, They'll always say, oh, Mason or Liam or Eric. They were, they were great volleyball players, but I don't think we really care what they think about us on the volleyball court. I'm more concerned about when they hear my name, I want them to think of how unselfish I've been over the last six years. I would say 99% of the time I put other people first before myself. Um, that's just kind of the guy I am. I'm always looking to lend a helping hand or trying to help someone's day be a little bit better. Uh, so I would just say in one word, just how unselfish I am. Yeah. With that being said, that comes to the end of this episode. I really want to personally, well, me and Jason personally, really personally want to thank each and every one of you. Yeah. Um, it's been cool getting to know all of you. Like I've really gotten to know most of you guys for the last three years. Um, it's kind of been cool to see you guys play, kind of see you guys in the community. I just definitely want to say congratulations on great careers. I definitely want to wish each and every single one of you the best of luck. Um, as they say, once a Laker, always a Laker. So thank you so much to every one of you guys for coming on today. I re- really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you thank for having us. And with that being said, that is a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I want to thank all of our seniors for joining us. You can find the video version of the interview on YouTube and listen to full intimate all podcast streaming platforms. Peace.